0: Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me, as always, is Trevor Scott. Hello. Hey.
1: I'm feeling much better this week.
0: Good. I'm a little bit better. I'm kind of pissed off, though.
1: Yeah, I know. Do you want to know why? I know why. You know
0: why. (laughs) Audience maybe wants to know why. We did mention last week that for my birthday, Trevor helped me get a card that would run VR, blah, blah, blah. I got the cash that I wanted. I ordered an Oculus Rift. It arrived yesterday. First thing, and look, this is partially my bad. It's your fault. It's your fault. (laughs) Well, but I do blame the Oculus. Like, I bought the Oculus. It said, hey, go to this link and you'll see cool stuff in our store or whatever. Why did that not tell me there to say, go to Oculus.com slash setup and download the fucking 5 gig setup file and set up my computer before my thing arrived? Because I got home, and my four-year-old was super excited about virtual reality. He was going to have the first go. He said, no, he fucking wasn't. Um, (laughs) And I had to put him off, because not only did it take forever to download on my fucking shit-ass internet. Malcolm! Thank you, liberals. (laughs) But when it timed out, it would, like, start back from two gigabytes earlier. It didn't finish until 11 o'clock that night. And then what happened? Fucking starts giving me er errors, which I haven't been able to fix yet, and now I'm going after reinstall Windows. So, So that was Tuesday night.
1: Now it's Wednesday.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I'm still going. This is what I mean. I still haven't been able to resolve it, and I'm getting ready to reinstall Windows. Because apparently something's corrupted. Some registry is corrupted somewhere in the bowels of this beast.
1: Now, something awesome happened last week while I was at work. Oculus decided to stop working, but then fixed it fixed itself by the time I got home. So um, <laughs> I got twenty bucks worth of worth of um, store credit for absolutely no inconvenience to myself. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, that is nice.
0: <laughs> and yet again, I missed out because I ordered a week late.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. You had to actually play a game anyway. And at this stage, you <sighs> wouldn't have been playing a game. At this
0: rate, it's going to take weeks <laughs> before I get to. That's true. Anyway, enough about our, f- well, my failed attempts at using rad technology.
1: Um, I've played a crapload of,
0: of it in the last
1: couple of weeks. I don't care.
0: <laughs> I don't give a fuck, actually. <laughs> Let's click pitch to start. Okay.
1: So, click pitch is a game where we've got a random word generator in front of us. On the count of three, two, one, we're going to click refresh, get those words. Mash them together, come up with a game design idea, and riff on it for a bit.
0: Three, two, one, click. Firm exception. Oh, don't tell me about exceptions. <laughs> <laughs> Unexpected exception is. To- <laughs> Maybe now, this is now. a game where you trying to where you trying to install. You're trying to update some software. <laughs> you trying to update some firmware. And it gives you an exception and bricks your hardware, and uh, the game is all about going to the uh, the department that wrote the firmware and just trashing the place.
1: Um, so it's an upgrade to that PC building simulator that we that we came up with around what was it, Pax last year?
0: <sighs> yeah. No. May- well, maybe maybe the firmware you're trying to up- upgrade was in your Tesla. <laughs> uh, and it was doing an over-the-air update while you were driving, and suddenly things just start going out of control. I like—I kind of like the idea of a, a VR game in where you're in a Tesla, and weird shit just <laughs> starts happening, and you have to like try to cancel stuff, and like pop-ups are coming up on your screen and on your windscreen and blocking your vision, and your your chair keeps going up and down, and your mirrors are going back and forth. <laughs> you've didn't die
1: the um the brake is now accelerate and accelerate is now brake
0: oh yeah totally it just switches up all your controls the windscreen wiper is spray acid and melt through the um <laughs> melt through the wind windshield well, no, Teslas are in- <laughs> the thing is the thing is Teslas, Teslas are indestructible right so it's actually more about not killing anyone else
1: okay Three, one click
0: all right oh, no. oh, i won't rant so much on this one
1: On this next one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, on this next one. Stop ranting. On this next one.
0: (laughs) Clock. (laughs) Be more fluid. Clock fluid? (laughs) Ew. Um, (laughs) Okay. At least, at least there was an L in there.
1: It's a, um. Uh, Yeah, okay. (laughs) You just got it. You just figured it out.
0: He's like, "Where's the L fluid? That doesn't make
1: sense." Oh wait. Okay, you're in a universe in which clocks run on fluid rather than rather than or like um, batteries or, or anything winding like that. or winding. Okay. Yeah. So we don't know how how it's happened, but there's a massive shortage in the world mm-hmm. of fluid of shortage fluid. i mean of clock cl- fluid
0: <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm seeing it and also in this world if the clocks aren't running then time stops <laughs> 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 so you there's some real so time so it's, a, uh, it's a first person shooter
1: in which yep. you've got x number of Drops of clock fluid left, or whatever. So, mm-hmm. you, leaders You, you've, you're actually fine, but everyone else is sort of. Um, you wake up one morning, oh, it, and, and everyone's it's a localized effect. Everyone's sort of okay. been running, running to the um to the supermarket because they there was like a massive recall of the latest batch.
0: Oh, this is cool. Actually, I like this idea that there's a localized effect from clocks that keeps time running. And it's and, basically a
1: wristwatch sort of thing, so you got to keep your wristwatch, you know, continually. Well, I
0: think, I think, I think it's it's everything. It's like where we have clocks today. So, like the middle, the center of town has a giant, you know, Big Ben style or like church clock or something, mm-hmm. and and that keeps time running for you know the business di- district and the commercial district and stuff. So you're pretty sure you're pretty okay in town, uh, and then everyone's house has a few clocks in it to sort of. Encompass their house with, with time. With a time field, yep. With a time field. And then people, yeah, have wristwatches, which for when they need to go out of the other zones means they can continue actually like moving in time.
1: So, what, I, what I'm-
0: what i This is- I fucking love what this. this. What I'm really imagining cool. is
1: you go into town and literally you've just woken up one morning and you go into town and literally everyone is just stuck in time. I'm yeah, seeing that it, totally. it's basically there was um, people who would use the latest batch of of clock fluid had basically um, it had gummed up the works in the clocks and basically stopped it from working because there, it was a bad batch. So,
0: oh, okay. The idea, I that kind of like the idea of it just could even be, is, it could is, even be a
1: terrorist attack sort of thing that literally people can't can't actually tell that they've been attacked because they're still.
0: Oh, well, yeah, maybe not a bad batch. I like the idea of them just running out, but maybe it was a terrorist attack that, like, destroyed the source of it in this area Mm -hmm. or the storage. And so, yeah, while you were asleep over a period of about 12 hours, as the the last remaining fluid in all the clocks in town or the city sort of ran dry, people slowly started just stopping in time. In different places, in the midst of different things, and so, like, this would be an awesome way to have some environmental storytelling, where where you are literally seeing people frozen in time and and figuring out what they were doing. I'm, and look, I am imagining they could like gun, be- battles.
1: <clears throat> gun battles, gun yeah. battles between you and terrorists, like having to jump in, jump in between, like um, people who are just still, and the idea being that you've got to try and keep the gun. The gun battles away from the people. Otherwise, when you do start right. clocks back up in the area,
0: there's all these dead people. These yeah. people are
1: either going to just collapse, or if you if you manage to heal them in in some way and and yep. trace the bullets back or something like that.
0: So you know, so if you've got your own personal time field in your wristwatch, does that a- start affecting people you get close to? Um. Maybe in some small way, like they start moving slowly through. So,
1: so maybe you, can, like you forward. can put it up next to their head, and and they can they can talk to you. But that's all they can do.
0: <laughs> right, it's so localized. You have to put your watch up to their head to talk to them while the bottom half of their body is still stuck in time. Yeah, <laughs> I really like that. Yeah, I, I I like this idea that because look, there's probably still going to be little caches of. of of clock fluid around that people didn't manage to um, put into clocks, right, before (laughs) time ran out because they're all fighting over it. So, you know, you get to the supermarket and there's all these people like fighting over the last few things of clock fluid. And, you know, one guy is literally about to pour it into his wristwatch, but he he ran out in that second before it got in there.
1: Oh, wouldn't wouldn't it be awesome that you run in and there's literally a slow motion battle going on? Like they're, they're still yeah, actually moving. Yeah. Like they still like one guy's moving a lot slower, at, slower than the next one, and you just see like this real slow motion punch, and it's like the guy's face just sort of gets yeah. pushed to the well, side. Well, what would and- be
0: interesting. Is can uh, I'm I'm picturing a scene where one of the terrorists is in a a space of cra- like a crowded space, but he's lost. He's out of time as well. Oh yeah, I. But he, but he ran out in the midst of refilling his watch and so if you get too close to him he refills his watch and he just starts going around like shooting time stuck people in the head if unless you can stop him
1: well the best way to stop him shoot him in the wrist blow his blow his clock fluid oh, out of yeah, the
0: watch yeah that's a that's a good idea actually you could have you have to do some precision shooting yeah to like you can take out their timepieces <laughs> oh, I like the idea. I like the pun of like timepieces for like your weapon. Like, oh you yeah, know, you your, pe- your piece. This is my timepiece.
1: <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm now seeing you know, a sort of uh, guy with big gold chain around his neck and a big massive clock, like just sort of. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, totally, and he provides time to all his like henchmen. And so you have to get past all these henchmen, and they don't have watches, so you can't just shoot them in the wrist to stop them, yeah. because they're all being powered by his big gold chain <laughs> clock. <laughs> 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 That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, uh, I, I I like that. What, what, um, what's
1: what's your job normally?
0: Uh, I mean, I I like the idea of a sort of a a Roger Wilco-style bumbling kind of... He's a watchmaker or watch, uh, watch, a watch repairer. Who, you uh know- Yeah, maybe. I feel like that gives you a lot of info up front. I feel like if you just slept through a terrorist attack for 12 hours, you're probably going to be a bit of a, like, slacker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're <were> just drunk.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think you just... Look, maybe, maybe just so we can fulfill those, those power fantasies, you're like one of these super smart people who just don't try. You basically, you know, you, so, so you can figure this stuff out and you go and you talk to the watchmaker. Once this happens, this is the thing that like drives you into hero, hero heroism. Yeah. Um, and you go and you find the watchmaker and you save him and he tells you, you know, he gives you stuff that helps you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know like power ups and stuff like cuz if he makes watches he obviously knows a lot about fucking quantum mechanics in this world
1: or maybe maybe he can give you a um maybe he can give you you know different different timepieces that um that give you different effects sort of like you can actually move mm. move faster than other right, other people right actually speed
0: up some time yep. yeah yeah that would be cool
1: and basically you can get some of those matrix effects sort of happening
0: yeah 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 I don't want to go too far down just that path um because there have been games that do oh, like yeah. time
1: control stuff before but i'm I'm not thinking about being able to reverse time or anything like that. I'm just thinking you've been able to speed up like your localized time and
0: yeah and yeah. things like that yeah i just i like i really actually lo- like uh, there would be some really cool. Yeah, like, shooter stuff you could do with this, but I actually prefer the environmental storytelling stuff. Like, that's what <laughs> excites me about it, about coming into this scene where the time has just stopped and you sort of- You have to do a bit of observation to figure out what's happened. Uh, although, having the shooter stuff where, you know, there is the threat of, even though there's this completely frozen scene, like, someone who has a watch, and generally the only people who do at the moment are terrorists, like- is, is like, that gives a lot of tension, right? Yeah. So that's, yeah, I really like that. And, and cool. the
1: idea of it happening, you know, while all these people are pretty much out of time, so no one actually knows what, what you've done. Yeah. So if, yeah. when you do finally save the world, no one actually knows that something happens. so they just, you know, maybe a whole heap of people just instantly die. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, the fact that but everyone no, else just, no like, evidence. wakes up and,
0: <laughs> I mean, they'll realise that a certain amount of time has passed and that there'll presumably be news reports of, like, you know, the the citywide uh, clock fluid shortage that lasted a week it was, you know, resolved by unknown means and we're, we're investigating. <laughs> by this local know, blah, watchmaker
1: blah. and it's like, oh, fuck, he took all the
0: credit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and look, j- let's just to mix it up. Let's set it somewhere that is unusual, that doesn't usually have. Like, let's not just make everyone white dudes. Maybe it's in like India or something, or I don't know, somewhere that's Hong Kong. I don't know, like somewhere a bit more interesting. Ooh,
1: yeah, I can't just I can't to, like to
0: t- kind of change. Yeah, yeah,
1: like. Imagining, you know, that that massive um, intersection that everyone just sort of crosses all at once. Imagine walking oh, yeah, through that. Oh, yeah, and thing. just
0: coming across that frozen and there's a fucking, like, there's been an accident in one spot just as- Because this is the thing, like, depending on how these time fields work, if you run out of time while you're driving- Yeah. I don't know, like, or, or if you're- <laughs> If you're- I guess your car clock has the time- Yep. field and then your wristwatch might have a time field. But I'm just thinking like, yeah, it could definitely cause an accident if one of those runs out of time before the other and they're out of sync and then as you're flying through the air, your car's flying through the air, like it just runs out completely and then you're just stuck in the air. Um I
1: kinda like the idea, idea that huge you can- pile up. that you could come across a car and there's a person that's actually, you know, still um still conscious in there. But they mm. basically they you have a conversation through the window or something like that, and he goes, "The fluid in my car is all I've got left. So if I step outside of the car, I'm going to stop. Right? So it's yeah, it's all about no way. It's yep. all about you know getting, um, being able to save this person. And maybe you can't yeah. save everyone, but there's certain people that if you if you save, um. Early yeah, on. I do
0: like that idea that if you run, you do run into people who still have time left, and some of them are just terrorists, and you get into a shootout, maybe or or whatever. Um, but some of them, yeah, literally just people who manage to to have a little stockpile or have a bit left, and they're in have a precarious and situation, or- and
1: and if you, if yeah, you can, they've still got some time left, but they can't completely run out, so they're they're sort of halfway off a cliff, sort of thing. <laughs> 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 and the cars yes. just stopped. The and-
0: cars just stopped in there, and they're in there, and they don't want to like get too close. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, they don't want to get out of the car because that'll that might that might make some of the car keep going through time and continue to fall. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's ma- awesome! There's
1: so many cool things with that. I really
0: like. Oh, that. I love it! I love it! <laughs> I love that idea of a, of these limited time fields that are driven by cock fluid. <laughs>
1: Uh, <laughs> you do realise that the, that the name of the episode has to be Clock Fluid.
0: Because
1: <laughs> it just makes probably, no sense. <laughs> probably.
0: Let's see, though. Yeah. We're only 20 minutes in, so... Fuck. we You might come up with something to click. Supermarket. Honoring. Now, immediately I go to, like, some sort of coupon thing.
1: Yeah, I was actually thinking a couponing sort of thing where... You've you've got to
0: <laughs> yeah. Go on, go on. I was just thinking of something, but
1: I, I'm just just wondering whether whether it's like a a simulation game in that you've got like your characters from The Sims who are who have been couponing, okay, and you can you can like try to send them to to uh, stores that the coupons aren't for and get them to honour them anyway,
0: <laughs> right? Well, okay. So where my mind went and. <laughs> we go to this well a lot, but I c- quite like the way this would work. Okay. Is papers, please. <laughs> okay. But But you're a supermarket check like cashier and these people are coming in with all these combinations of coupons and you have to, like, spread them out in front of you and determine whether they're valid or, like, look at that one and it says, like, only, you know, two per purchase or whatever- and they go, no, but I'm, split th- I'm splitting this into multiple transactions. And you have to, like, check which coupons apply to which and make sure that they don't get away with using coupons that they're not supposed to. And, and also have to do the
1: mathematics behind it to actually work out how much money either they owe you or you owe them. Because <laughs> I believe in well, America- Well, maybe.
0: I mean, I th- yeah, you can- In America, yeah. the coupons the-
1: can get pretty crazy that they end up owing you three cents owing or money. four cents. money, Yes,
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's extreme couponing the game. Uh, but from the, from the point of view of, or maybe you can do it both ways. Maybe there's two aspects to it. There's like trying to buy as much stuff as you can with a given set of coupons. (laughs) Uh, and then there's the other side of it is, is having to do the papers, please style thing of checking the coupons and all the fine print and making sure that, uh, yeah, that it's all valid. And while you're still getting the
1: um, <laughs> the rest of the people through as quickly as possible.
0: Well, exactly, yeah. And, like, maybe some of it, maybe there are some customers that are just like, oh, yeah, put three things through and they've got this one coupon. And it's like, yep, okay, that's fine. But then occasionally you get one of these fucking extreme couponers, and it's just a fuck, And you've got people getting pissed off and you've got the person getting pissed off if you, if you like, throw away coupons that aren't valid or... You know the corner's torn off or something, and that means that you can't use it yeah i'm I'm just imagining a
1: a hipster dude come in with like this m- massive beard and like a neck scarf and stuff like that and he, he's an extreme couponer.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, you just randomly generate all the all the people or you know and you can you could have some humor in there with the things that they're buying
1: <laughs> you know, you've got
0: you've got the teenager who's obviously. Who's, who's buying, you know, bananas. Uh, well, that's a bit too obvious. Peaches, um, a magazine, some cereal. Oh, and these condoms. Yeah. And lube. <laughs> and a- anal beads. <laughs>
1: this is a very progressive a supermarket.
0: supermarket. <laughs> Look, I don't know if you've been to a supermarket in America, but they have everything. <laughs> Head down to a Walmart. It's the size of a fucking hanger, airplane hanger. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> don't get the cheap anal beads.
0: <laughs> no, no, don't fall for that. Look, I know there is a coupon for them, but <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to deal with that. You'll be shitting out beads for weeks. <laughs> the string
1: breaks too easy. Okay, one no. click.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Skill, arrow. Hmm. I mean, arch- archery games obviously have been in vogue over the past sort of, I don't know, half decade now. Yeah.
1: Especially with VR. so let's not
0: let's not do that because <laughs> that's that's too easy. Yeah, and it's been. What done. Other sort of arrows are there? Oh, maybe you're like a a road painter or a sign painter.
1: Mm Hmm.
0: So, like, you're one of those people who draws the, who paints the arrows on the road. But then, what's the game? (laughs) (laughs) You watch paint dry. Yes, (laughs) this is our most interesting, interesting game yet. Is there a story there? Like, what sort of story can we tell about someone who drives one of those cool, like, line painting trucks and paints the arrows on the road, and maybe they. Install road signs. No? No. Nah. Do they just have the most boring life ever?
1: It's sounding like work at the moment. Mm. I I literally say that because I'm working for Transurban at the moment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. You got anything else on that then? No. Nah. Arrow. What other sort of arrows are there?
1: Oh, I'm looking at one now, a computer arrow.
0: <laughs> I know. I thought of that too, but- I mean, Is that- it just a clicker? <laughs>
1: No, I I'm, I'm sort of thinking that um you're the person inside the um inside the computer who has to move the arrow. <laughs> it's a manual process. Oh god.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not sure how we can make that fun either.
1: Okay, 3 to 1 click.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. Crawl estimate. It's a simulation sort of game where you own a series of pubs mm-hmm. and it's all about putting them in the right place for the perfect pub crawl because that's how you make all your money <laughs> um, and you have to estimate the distance between them that people are willing, stagger.
1: Are willing to, willing to up.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, so based on- So, it's sort of a SimCity-ish thing because, you know, you don't necessarily know where they're going to start- so, like, ideally, they'd start at one end, and you could you could put the first few a bit further away from that first one, right? But they should probably get closer and closer as the people get drunker and drunker. <laughs> <laughs> you Because just- otherwise, they might not make it. You just end up with people passed out on the way.
1: Yeah, but the problem is you don't really want to be the owner of the last one. Because there's, <laughs> there's a chance yeah. that they're not going to make it. You know, there's a chance that they're not going to make it to the world's end. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, I did think that that could be a tie-in. Um, well, yeah, but I, I was kind of thinking you just own all of them, so it's just a matter of like maximizing the amount of drinking that goes on at all your pubs, and also also having the enough number good things, the amount of drunkenness, having enough good things
1: in each pub that you can get the locals to come into to actually make it worth. Yeah, yeah, so it's while. not
0: just all about the pub crawls. You've sort of got your background radiation of your locals and you can build that up in different ways. But the the, the real the real meat of the game is is getting these pub crawl routes right. And maybe different <laughs> things you do in in like you put or maybe the different ways you upgrade the different pubs like sort of changes the routes that certain people take because oh, well, we really have to get to this one early because they've got darts or something and I can't play darts when I'm drunk.
1: (laughs) Um, And, oh, I don't want to go to this one because I don't like karaoke when I'm not drunk.
0: Exactly, yeah. And so you can kind of in some way influence where most people or more people go, like at different points in their regular pub crawl. Uh, But, you know, obviously they're not going to go halfway across town just to go to the to, to one first for a particular reason. Like, it's still going to come down to where they live and where the population centres are and stuff. So, you know, there's some interesting- there are some interesting things you could put in place there. Yeah. And I just love the visual, like, because you really got to get the visual then during these pub crawls of these masses of people just, like, staggering from one to the other and, you know, sometimes not making it, puking in garbage cans, fighting aliens. <laughs> Fighting aliens, God. Anyway, shall we try a different segment?
1: Okay, we'll try a different segment just to just to throw just to mix things up a bit.
0: Yeah, look, we do a lot of click pitch and it's a lot of fun, but we've got some other stuff we like to do here and then. So, I think you had an idea for a reboot or a movie tie-in. I've got an idea for a TV tie-in. Okay, so this is a segment where we take movie or t- movies or TV shows that don't have game tie-ins, and or maybe they do, but we come up with better ones. Or if they don't, then we come up with ones. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your idea? What are we making a game about? Who has hired us to make the, you know, distinctive game? Okay,
1: f- of their show. So. Jordan Peele's got all that um, all that get out money now, and he goes, "You know what I sure. always wanted to have a licensed video game of the TV series Key and Peele."
0: Okay, now that's a sketch show. It's a sketch show. So that's there's a lot of material there. I guess how it could get a little bit manic. Is this like a WarioWare style?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm thing thinking where- it's basically you get to get to try and um, put together put together an episode of the show through, okay. through mini games. Um, through mini and, games. You and your friends are basically um, doing doing the mini games and basically how well your episode goes is how well you've mm-hmm. actually gone on your um, gone on your bits. But then you can have, like, you know, Luther, the anger management, uh, Obama's anger management guy, and you can have- Anger translator. Yeah, yep. anger translator. You can have, you know- Jordan Peele as, as Obama, and just popping up in little segments here, here, there, and everywhere.
0: Yeah, you could have the segment where you've got to throw the vowels into the football players' names.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, love those.
0: <laughs> um, so, do you have to, like, is there a minigame around the opening, I was going to say monologue, but there are two of them, um, like the opening sort of comedy bit? Is there every episode? Does it have sort of a main sketch theme? Because sometimes they'll do that where they've yeah in the fir- their big budget one, you know.
1: In in the first couple of seasons, they they usually did like a um, a little bit of a interlude with them, you know, sort of doing a comedy bit about something.
0: Yeah, I haven't watched past much past that,
1: and then they went in into like a comedy bit to to be based off of that. So the mm. the idea that, you know, maybe there's a couple of um recorded recorded interlude bits they do and then it goes okay. in goes into into like a funny sketch sort of thing, and you got like quick time events to, to basically get get. Yeah the yeah.
0: Again, I'm kinda of thinking Warrior, where maybe not like three, five seconds at a time, but short short little things yep. that are mini games. So yeah, that's that's one way we could do it. This kind of reminded me, though, do you remember there was that unreleased, well, I know you know about this, but that unreleased Pen & Teller game, <laughs> yeah. which Desert Bus came from, but there was also a series of other minigames basically made to parody games and to, like, fuck with your friends. Yeah. Uh, I'm wondering if there's sort of a key and peel version of that we could do, where it's it's sort of larger... Larger games. It's not a. It's not necessarily based around an episode of the show. It's more just styled around certain aspects of their comedy and their sketches.
1: <laughs> there's there's one game that you got to try and clean up a house while listening to dubstep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, and not bleed all over the floor as you're doing it, like because then you just have to clean that up too.
1: <laughs> I fucking love that sketch. <laughs> I've been watching it again, with is right in you're, front of me, which okay. is why I was thinking about it. Yeah, L.
0: you're lucky. I've watched a few episodes on Stan recently, or I'd have nothing <laughs> to contribute. Okay. I do like I do like the show. I've just I've never had a chance to watch all the way through. Okay, what have you got? Um, all right. Well, because we only decided to do this seconds, literally seconds before clicking record, uh, I haven't had any ideas yet. So here's some dead air <laughs> while I think of something. <laughs> Um, Let me look up movies that have come out recently. Well, let's look at the let's look at the Oscar nominees and and see what we can find there. I haven't seen many of them. <laughs>
1: <It> doesn't <laughs> help.
0: This is okay. We probably can't do too many recent ones because it's less likely that both of us have seen them.
1: Yeah, I've somewhat got another idea. If you want me to go again,
0: all right. Give me yours. Okay,
1: so I've got got a couple. Okay. Okay, so I really like horror films. Yes. I would love like an anthology style game based in the Stephen King universe.
0: Oh, okay. That could be interesting. Now, Stephen King is sort of renowned for bad adaptations of his material. Yes. Or at least it particularly is horror material,
1: yes very very good adaptation of Shawshank Redemption,
0: oh, lots of others stand by me, oh um, yeah.
1: Green yeah, Mile. like
0: this yeah, there's definitely been some some good stuff, and look, it's been getting a bit better recently eleven twenty two sixty three was good, um I haven't seen the new it, but I've heard it's not too bad, um okay, so a Stephen King anthology, so is it based around? I mean, it's got to be. It's got to be set in Castle Rock, or um, Derry, Derry, Maine. A, is at that le- least word? Maine, in Maine somewhere. In Maine yeah. somewhere. I think. I think Derry and Castle Rock are the two towns that he kind of um, focuses around. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking there's got to be a Needful Things game. Yeah. So um, or section.
1: So I'm thinking sort of like. Not telltale games in the way that they they do their their sort of things, which is very quick uh, quick time events and that sort of stuff. Yeah. But I'm thinking in the vein of you have a season, and in that season you can right, okay. you can hit like needful things, and then you can hit you know sometimes they come back, oh. and then you can you can hit mis- misery, and it's sort of like the the three episodes for the. For the season,
0: okay. And do you not just dis- do you not necessarily have to do it uh, in that
1: order? No, you. Um, I'm I'm thinking it's sort of like you know, your needful things game. There are certain things that are happening. You play a character within within the the environment within somewhere the town, or 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 it can be sort of like the needful things can be the final thing that sort of happens in this season because as as you hear the story about. Like some um, writer being, you know, go- going missing as he was mm-hmm. coming coming to town. Yeah, you know, you you go and do some sort of mystery about Pet Cemetery, You pass by the Needful Things <laughs> right. um, store, store. Yep. and then the next episode, you you're doing the misery. Storyline, you know, talking goes, goes into there, but you, you hear a advertisement on the radio for needful things. And then finally, you know, it goes into needful things and does.
0: Right. So it all ties in. It, it Just ties like in. so much of Stephen King's stuff does. Yes. Does it all culminate in like a dark tower se- season? Well,
1: <laughs> I, was, I was thinking that, but I don't know enough about the dark tower. Like I, I literally oh, okay. haven't, haven't read that yet. I've got it there ready right. to read. I just. Mm. I've got the e books for it. I'm just. I'm going through um, it at the moment.
0: Yeah. I love that book. I should reread some of that stuff. Okay. So, uh, like, something like Misery, how would that work as a game? It, uh, it's a sort of. Is it somewhat of a point and click ish thing? Um, since we mentioned Telltale, which aren't really point and click, but. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I think. I, think I mean, the- I guess
0: each one would probably be a bit different, but.
1: Yeah. I think the idea with Misery would be that. You're you're trying to work out how how you're going to get out, and you've only mm. got X amount of time to actually. That is, it could the almost house. be a
0: Five Nights at Freddy's style thing because you're stuck in that room, you can't really move. You might be in the wheelchair.
1: Yep, and it, and it does bring up one of the things that I started thinking about the other day: a perfect mm. scenario for VR. Okay, being in a wheelchair in VR mm. and having mm. to, having to like grip hold of the wheels and, and, you know, sort of move around yeah, the house. Actually like
0: physically move in that way.
1: Yeah, for sure. So yeah, definitely. I think, I think misery could be, could be like the VR add on for it. Or maybe, well, maybe, may- it's all VR. maybe it's all VR. Um, yeah. How creepy would it Cujo would have- be in VR? You know, oh, be-
0: Jesus stuck in the car. Oh, yeah.
1: God, that'd be scary. As that'd I be hell. good actually. Um, And thing is, do you, do you have to do you know full 3 hour games Well, maybe not maybe it's
0: no do no you do i vignettes? think they're like half hour you know maybe little half hour yeah vignettes um going to be because you don't want to you don't want to just make it that you're telling the stories either right like telling no because uh, a lot of a lot of stephen king's most famous stuff are just short stories that literally could be told just by reading them in half an hour like yeah. you want to you want to make it interesting you want to put some interesting gameplay in there
1: just just the idea that you can maybe go around and talk to the people and you hear about this store about that you can get things you know that you really really want um and and he has everything that you want and then yeah
0: well you could you could you could definitely write it in a way that yeah you sort of you start hearing about things like yeah needful things throughout some of the other sections like you said earlier but but then when you get to that one the whole game is the whole game is based around the store and maybe defeating the store owner <laughs> the the whole um the whole pet cemetery thing though
1: that always freaked me out so yeah maybe being that you're the neighbor in that particular story so you see all this stuff happening to the to the okay. family and, and it's basically- What's
0: you- the- I guess what's the gameplay in that, though? Because um, then it's sort of just playing out in front of you. Is yeah. there- I mean, I guess it could just be sort of visual novel style almost like- y- You could just almost be doing VR adaptations of the stories from a particular point of view with some, you know, minor gameplay in there. Yeah. It could still be interesting. Just particularly if it's done well. And you get to, you do get to move around, and you're looking out the window, you know, pushing the curtains to the side, as their fucking son
1: gets comes hit by back a from the dead, <laughs> yeah,
0: banging at their door or whatever happens. It's been a while since I've read that one.
1: Okay, so the weird thing about that movie, just uh, I haven't even seen the movie. To be honest, you haven't. I've only read the book. Okay, I've so, read the book. So the the kid that they got to play, um, uh, I don't know. It's I don't probably. It's he he was also in a few other TV shows and movies. Mm. He was the famous kid from Kinder, Kindergarten Cop. It's oh, the
0: not a tumor kid? Uh,
1: no, the um, uh, boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. That's very funny. That, that kid turns up in so many different things. It's quite funny. Um, you got <laughs> you got any other ideas as to as to what you'd like
0: to? Oh, no, I haven't been paying attention. I haven't been thinking about it now, no,
1: no, no, As in
0: oh the Stephen, Stephen King. King stuff, Christine, um, look, I mean, yeah, uh, definitely one of his car ones <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> um, I was trying to think if you could do something with the Langoliers, which is a really creepy one, yep, that all the Tommy knockers, oh God, yeah, that one's that one's strange. Yep. Going around and finding egg cartons <laughs> <laughs> to build your cold fusion in, or whatever it was. Fuck, digging up a alien spaceship. I think you've all, you've obviously got the mist. Yeah, that could yeah. be amazing.
1: Um, running man, Richard Bachman.
0: <laughs> well, that's completely different. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it, it's the DLC. You know, the little known. right <laughs>
0: Um yeah. Uh, I mean now we're just now we're just firing off Stephen King novels, but um Carrie could be a pretty good one. Um Firestarter would give you some interesting um game mechanics.
1: <laughs> you play little Drew Barrymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. And you
1: click your fingers and bang shit shit goes on fire. Uh
0: and then there's on writing and it's literally just a, it's a VR version of Stephen King sitting there teaching you how to write. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all have you right. got something else? Uh mm, no. Did you, Did you have another one? Yes. Okay. Okay, you got better ideas than I do. Go.
1: So, I'm still on the horror movie kick.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One movie that I really, really enjoyed and impressed me big time that it came out of Canada of all things. A little movie called Cube.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: So the idea that you have to try and let's just say the movie cube. Mm-hmm. There's a whole heap of people who have been stuck into this very small cube, and yes, they basically have to have to try and make their way out of this this maze of interlocking cubes. Yes, there are there are certain clues that that you can. Find because basically mm-hmm. every single face of this cube has a doorway out. Yes, and
0: and then some cubes, some have cubes traps in have them. traps
1: and other ones don't, and they they go into a, into a lot of mathematics as to th- this um the this different particular, possibilities. This and- particular cube is going to be um going to be trapped and this one isn't and all this sort of stuff based off that. I'm just thinking yep. that it's you have to try and. Work out. Okay, here are the different different sort of rules that you can sort of do. You can at the start throw your shoe into the next into the next room and and see if a trap gets set off. And if it is, yep. then you know that you can't go that way. Um, but some of them are noise based. Some of them are pressure based. And I like the idea of all the visceral deaths being able to being able to see them as well as mm. you know having to do some puzzle solving around getting out of these cubes
0: yeah so hey how, how are you picturing the gameplay like sort of what perspective let's start with that I think
1: that you play it in VR okay just because of the claustrophobic nature of it yeah that makes sense. The idea that if you do want well, to try and mm. exit out through the top you have to you have to literally like grab and try to climb up the ladder but as you're trying to swing across you know to the to get to the mm. um, to get to the top, um, exit, you know. Maybe you've got a grip meter as to how long you can actually hold on to that, and you can you can play right. around with that.
0: Are there other people in there with you?
1: Yes. So basically, right. you have six lives, as it were, and you you are put yes. into into the first one, and then if if that person dies, then you get put into the second one, and so on. Mm. So the idea is that I, you get out with at least one person.
0: I like the idea that. That this could be procedurally generated, yes. With obviously with distinct rules as to where the traps are and such. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess my concern is how do you make this interesting? Because <laughs> creating a, a bunch of cubes with traps in them is probably the most basic procedurally <laughs> generated game you could develop. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, and obviously, it made for a, for a really Interesting movie, but I'm trying to figure out how you really translate that across to to give you that same sense of dread. tension and dread. Yeah, time limits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I mean it's it probably comes down to your, the other people that you're in there with as well, and I guess it's just how can we make them interesting enough? Like, do they have different skills, or is it all just about like? One of the people is tall, so don't get him killed because he helps you get up to the ladder.
1: <laughs> well, maybe that you can you can look at the people and hit a button to to switch into their view, so you're effectively mm. taking over them. But um, if if you can if you can exit out with you know all six of you people, then you're obviously doing a lot better than
0: right. Yeah, there's definitely like I could picture sort of a rogue like kind of thing where the yeah the goal is to get out with as many people as possible and depending on the random you know depending on your seed it's going to be more or less difficult and maybe you find things in different rooms that that can make things easier or or harder for you i kind of
1: like the idea that <laughs> there's there's multiple ways out of each or oh, there could be branching paths but you know if you if you go down the wrong the wrong path and you you work out that this is a dead end and there's traps on all sides and the only way out is to go back up. Hmm. It it could be quite interesting with a with a time limit, basically. That you have to you got a certain time limit to enter the next room. Yeah. The next viable yeah. room. And if you if you work out that there's traps in all these different rooms, then you have to go back up and find the next viable room that you can go to. Hmm. I not Yeah, I, it could be interesting. Idea.
0: I think, I think because, I think, look, and the reason it was a cube in the movie really was because they did a super low budget. They literally had like the one set. Yes. And it was, I think it was only even half a cube that they made and just filmed it in different angles of different colors. I remember seeing the special features on the DVD. Yeah. Such um, a, such a good, good idea. Very that, innovative. Though. As a game though, I do worry that it would just be really boring. <laughs> At least visually, it'd be pretty easy to make.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know what else would be boring? Not coming up with an idea at all.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, I do have one. Good. Because I've been looking now at 90s movies. Speed, 1994. (laughs) Okay. Now, I think they might have done a game of this. I'm not sure. But let's come up with our own thing. Um, Now, obviously- for those who haven't seen the movie, the premise is basically that it's a bus with a bomb on it, and if it goes less than 50 <laughs> miles per hour, it explodes, and it was called The Bus that Couldn't <laughs> Slow Down. Uh, <laughs> Damn it, You bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I knew you were thinking it.
1: <laughs>
0: so, I mean, the, the most basic version of this is obviously just a game where you're literally driving around and can't stop. Uh, but so much of the movie was the people on the bus and- you know, the decisions they had to try and make and, and the tension around that. So, I don't know. Is this another VR game where you're driving the bus f- in first person, like in VR, but, you know, sometimes you have to do other things like shoot people or fucking- I don't know. I can't even remember what happened in the movie, which is make, pro- ma- probably makes it a bad choice. But, you know, I'll get on the phone with the fucking bomber and let Sandra Bullock take over driving the bus. Well, she drove the bus most of the time. Yeah. So,
1: I'm, I'm now wondering- Maybe play as Sandra Bullock. I'm now wondering whether this hmm. should be a third sequel to speed.
0: Okay, it's speed three. Yep. Um, now speed two is a boat. Yep. What's speed three? Is it a plane? Space shuttle. A space shuttle?
1: Yep. Okay. Or Speed three is a space nuclear shuttle.
0: Armaments. <laughs> the thing with a space shuttle is that if it's in orbit you don't really have to do anything to not slow down because <laughs> it's just going. Uh, <laughs> maybe they're speeding it up. Maybe the bomber, maybe that guy has managed to take control of the shuttle or maybe he is slowing it down because you need the speed to stay in orbit and, and so you've got to find ways to keep the speed of this space shuttle going so that its orbit doesn't decay and crash into the Earth.
1: Yeah, you got that. Or and I've just been mm. thinking
0: that you're
1: on an experimental flight, okay. And you get you get let known that I mean, basically, your your experimental flight is you're trying to break light speed, okay. But the there's a bomber who's basically said if you um if you as you approach light speed, you now have to have to try and slow it down because otherwise, if you actually if you get close to light speed, it's going to explode, right? So it's the opposite speed. In that you're trying to slow slow it down, but it's right. It's sort but of- the
0: mission is pre-programmed to get you up to light speed. Yeah, and All then right.
1: you, then you start seeing future echoes, and that's just a little red dwarf reference. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I like the I like the idea of having of a sort of frantic VR experience on a space shuttle. We'll just borrow some of. Opakes as, um, assets, right? They'll let us.
1: Uh, maybe not. Wait.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Where you like getting calls from this terrorist, and you know he's giving you kind of clues, and you're running around this spaceship and trying to solve problems or find the bomb before you hit light speed? Yeah, that's cool. I don't know. This, that's somewhere.
1: Yeah, that's something. Like that.
0: <laughs> this segment is not going super well. No.
1: And we will finish with a click pitch and then we'll then we'll
0: finish All with Oh, right. All right. All right. 3 to 1 click invitation
1: choice. Okay. So <laughs> Right.
0: I've got an idea too, but you go first. Mine's not actually very great, No, but. neither mind.
1: mine. Um, okay, good. You- Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> it may actually be the same idea. You're getting married.
0: <laughs> okay. No, that's not quite it, but yeah.
1: <laughs> and you've just got to choose what invitation you're going to send
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole game. Come on. you got
1: to choose a calligraphy. <laughs> and we and you- then you have we- to learn
0: calligraphy. <laughs> All right, my idea was that it's that classic classic sitcom scenario, and you've invited two women out for dates Mm -hmm. on the same night, one after the other. But then the woman who you invited out at eight o'clock says she can't make it till nine o'clock, which is the same time you've got a date with the other woman. So you have to go back and forth and keep making excuses as to why you have to leave each date and keep track of what you're talking about. And it's all dialogue puzzles. Okay, so and stealth
1: like the idea, but switch the gender roles.
0: Yes, that's probably fair. Sure. In fact, look, let's just make them all women, or <laughs> <laughs> me- or all men. I don't know. Have Diversify a- everything. Have- it's randomly. It's randomly generated.
1: It's randomly generated,
0: and we literally don't set preferences. It- Every person is just randomly generated and the sexuality or se- or sexual preferences of the protagonist are just determined based on the random gender of the people that they are dating. Yes. Yeah. So, ran- also procedurally generated interests of each person and you have to keep track of like, oh, this is the guy who likes golf and this is the woman who's into rocket design and- Don't talk to the guy about rocket design, or he'll know something's up. And but but maybe you can save it and talk about and say, no, I meant a rocket designed golf uh, club, a rocket golf club. Yes, wouldn't (laughs) that be cool?
1: (laughs) Other gameplay definitely get a birdie. You know, you've got a your disguise for each. You know, different different outfit for each. So oh shit, yeah, you can't turn up really. the whole Mrs. Doubtfire thing of you know turning up to the um, turning up to the wrong table, dresses the wrong thing.
0: Right, yeah. It's like this. This girl knows that I was wearing a top hat, but this <laughs> other girl, I was wearing a fake mustache. Fuck. Which and one the, was which? And the
1: third guy, I was wearing a monocle. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then when I go home, I just wear all three because that's how I class it up, baby.
1: <laughs> Only a monocle. <laughs> Keep the monocle
0: on. <laughs> um, so, what's the wind condition? Just getting through the dates without them realizing, or is the or is the super win condition just a threesome? <laughs> God,
1: um, I don't think I don't think that is the wind condition as such. I think that is the depends um, on your perspective. Maybe it's the wind condition in um quotation marks when you know the end credits come up and you the um the guy or the, the protagonist realizes that he's living a hollow existence.
0: Yeah, just dating constantly and Yeah. Mm. And what is the wind condition? Is that when you like fart accidentally on one of the jokes on one of the dates? Um and, Yeah, uh, because
1: because um it's like your it's, exit it's, strategy. It's randomized food, so um.
0: right, and and randomized like allergies, Yep. Yeah. so and intolerances. Don't eat the cheese, and, and literally <laughs> the only way to find out the cheese, <laughs> and literally the only way to find out is by eating. <laughs> but at least it gives you a good excuse to go to the bathroom or say you're going to the bathroom when you're actually. Going to see your other date. Although, if you're literally intolerant, you probably need to actually go to the bathroom, and that just adds an extra pressure. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Literally. A a new meter just comes up in the corner and it's like,
0: ding. Bowel compaction. (laughs) 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 No, thank you. So, on bowel compaction, shall we end this episode?
1: Yeah, we shall.
0: It we kind of went off the rails a bit. We tried something new. It sucked, but... <laughs> Some of it was okay, but... No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm just being self-deprecating. I should stop doing that. Yes. We we rock. It was awesome. We're, we're the best. So, uh, <laughs> if you want to find us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, uh, we put on all of those. We're BitStormcast on all of those. We have a Facebook group. Why do I mention this? Facebook.com slash group slash BitStorm. We are on Podchaser. Podchaser.com slash BitStorm. Leave us a rating or review there, or very soon add us to a list of best podcasts called BitStorm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we'd also like it if you could rate, review, and or subscribe to us on iTunes.
0: Preferably check, and
1: Yeah. Check out our website, bitstormcast.com. I'd like to thank all our friends at the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network, hashtag AJPN on Twitter, and Australasian Gaming Podcast Network on Facebook. Finally we'd like to thank KuroDust for the song Mount defiance. Thank you guys, we're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Off of the album containment failure.
0: Yeah, so that was Bitstorm this week. (laughs) A little bit off. Uh, I'm Ben Slinger.
1: I'm Trevor Scott, and I'm running out of cock fluid.
0: I'm gonna refill my cock. All right, I guess. (laughs) Oh, that was that was a weird one.